chapter 2 the law of influence the law of influence what do leaders look like do they always look powerful impressive charismatic and how do how do you measure the effectiveness of a leader can you put two people side by side and instantly tell which is the better leader these are questions people have asked for hundreds of years one of the most effective leaders of the late 20th century was anything but impressive upon first appearance. When most people think of Mother Teresa, they envision a frail little woman dedicated to serving the poorest of the poor. That she was. But she was also a tremendous leader. I say, I say that because she had an amazing amount of influence with others and if you don't have influence you will never be able to lead others lucinda buddy who worked with mother teresa on the book the simple parts described the moon as the quintessential energetic entrepreneur who has perceived a need and done something about it built an organization against all odds formulated its constitution, and sent out branches all over the world. Mother Teresa's impact reached far beyond her immediate environment. People from all walks of life and from nations around the globe respected her. And when she spoke, people listened. Author and former presidential speechwriter, Peggy Norman, wrote about a speech Mother Teresa gave at the National Prayer Breakfast in 1994. It illustrates a level of influence with others. Leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Okay, so we'll talk about what leadership is not. What leadership is not. Leadership is often misunderstood. When people hear that someone has an impressive title or an assigned leadership position, they assume that 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 individual has become a leader sometimes that's true but titles don't have much value when it comes to leading true leadership cannot be awarded appointed or assigned it comes only from influence and that cannot be mandated it must be earned the only thing a title can buy is a little time either to increase your level of influence with others or to undermine it the five myths about leadership the five myths about leadership number one the management myths a widespread misunderstanding is that leading and managing are one and the same thing up until a few years ago books that claim to be on leadership were often really about management the main difference between the two is that leadership is about influencing people to follow while management focuses on maintaining systems and processes the best way to test whether a person can lead rather than just manage is to ask him to create positive change managers can maintain direction but often they can't change it 
systems and processes can do only so much. To move people in a new direction, you need influence. Number two, the entrepreneur needs. The entrepreneur needs. They see needs and understand how to meet them in a way that produces a profit. But not all entrepreneurs are good with people. Many find it necessary to partner with someone's key at the people part of the equation. If they can't influence people, they can't lead. Number three, the knowledge needs. The knowledge needs. Sir Francis Bacon said, knowledge is power. If you believe power to be the essence of leadership, then you might naturally assume that those who possess knowledge and, and intelligence are there for leaders. That isn't necessarily true. Neither IQ nor education necessarily equates to leadership. Number four, the pioneer myth. The pioneer myth. Another misconception is that anyone who, who is out in front of the crowd is a leader. But being first isn't always the same as leading. To be a leader, a person has to not only be out in front, but also have people intentionally coming behind him, following his lead and acting on his vision. Number five, the position meets. The position meets. As mentioned earlier, the greatest misunderstanding about leadership is that people think it is based on position, but it is not. It is not positions that makes the leader. It is the leader that makes the position. Okay, so let's consider who is the real leader. Who is the real leader? Don't listen to the claims of the person professing to be the leader. Don't examine his credentials. Don't check his title. Check his influence. The proof of leadership is found in the followers. The true measure of leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. Margaret Thatcher, the former British Prime Minister, observed, Being in power is like being a lady. If you have to tell people you are, you aren't. Now, that being the case, why do some people emerge as leaders while others can't influence people no matter how hard they try? I believe that several factors come into play. Number one, character. Who they are. True leadership always begins with the inner person. That is why someone like Billy Graham is able to draw more and more followers to him as time goes by. People can sense the depth of his character. Number two, relationships. Who they know. You are a leader only if you have followers. And that always requires the development of relationships. The deeper the relationships, the stronger the potential for leadership. Build enough of the right kinds of relationships with the right people and you can become the real leader in an organization. Number three, knowledge, what they know. 
you need a grasp of the facts, an understanding of the dynamic factors and timing, and a vision of the future. Knowledge alone won't make someone a leader, but without knowledge, no one can become one. Whenever I was new to an organization, I always spent a lot of time doing homework before I tried to take the lead. Number four, intuition, what they feel. Leadership requires more than just a command of data. It demands an ability to deal with numerous intangibles. In fact, that is often one of the main differences between managers and leaders. Leaders seek to recognize and influence intangibles such as energy, morale, timing, and momentum. Number five, experience, where they have been. Experience doesn't guarantee credibility, but it encourages people to give you a chance to prove that you are capable. Number six, past success, what they have done. Nothing speaks to followers like a good track record. Every time I extended myself, took a risk, and succeeded, followers had another reason to trust my leadership ability and to listen to what I had to say. And number seven, ability, what they can do. The bottom line for followers is what a leader is capable of. They want to know whether that person can lead the team to victory. Ultimately, that's the reason people will listen to you and acknowledge you as their leader. As soon as they no longer believe you can deliver, they will stop listening and following you. So we'll talk about leadership without leverage. Leadership without leverage. Positional leadership often doesn't work in volunteer organizations. There is no leverage. In other organizations, the person who has position has incredible leverage. In the military, leaders can use rank and if all else fails, throw people into the bridge. In business, bosses have tremendous leverage in the form of salary, benefits, and perks. Most followers are pretty cooperative when their livelihood is at stake. But in voluntary organizations, the team that works is leadership in its purest form. Influence. Followers in voluntary organizations cannot be forced to get on board. If the leader has no influence with them, then they won't follow. Recently at a meeting where I was speaking to a group of company presidents and CEOs, one, one participant asked for advice on finding the best leaders in his organization. My advice was to ask a candidate to lead a voluntary organization for six months. If those leaders can get people to follow them when they have no leverage, then they are the real leaders because they have influence. He who thinks he leads but has no follower is only taking a walk. Thank you.